You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, episode number 34, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Hello, everybody. I am back on the microphone today, and I have a wonderful guest speaker with me. She is Summer Osborne. She is a singer, songwriter, artist, activist, and motivational speaker. If you are not yet privy to Summer's work, you would do yourself a great service by jumping on summerosborne.com or typing in Summer Osborne in the search bar at YouTube and take a look at all of her work. She is absolutely outstanding and a great inspiration in this world. Hello, friend. Hi. I am so glad to have you back. We did this once before, and it was an amazing interview. I wanted to introduce the world to you today. But being my joy, I get to host you in Phoenix for a week, and I'm so excited because we get to have lots of quality time together. And we definitely wanted to get a podcast episode in. And so just through our, our organic conversations, we've been talking about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And it's something that both you and I, gosh, we, we do this well, I would say. It's not that it's easy, but we do have a way that we can feel the fear and move through things. I'm just now learning this. Yeah. I'm, I'm pra- like consciously practicing it, probably in the last year. Yeah, it's, it's a great, oh my gosh, it's such a great topic for people because we feel fear in all over our life. It is a plague. It's sometimes the reigning feeling in human beings. We're just scared all the time. And sometimes, you know, as we know, the psychological definition would be fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. And the freeze portion is what I've learned that I can do. I can really freeze up when something really dramatic happens to me. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I do. They call me the fainting goat because I just, it's just like, and then nothing. Like everything just (laughs) closes down. And I can just stare off and I'll sit somewhere and just stare off into space and just freak out. And now that's something that happens when something big happens, when it's just like very obvious that it's a big deal equals fear. It's important to understand though that fear is an umbrella. Fear is fear is an umbrella for all negative feelings that we're having. So fear can present itself in ways, Absolutely. other ways. Like fear will present itself as rage. Fear can present itself as anger, depression, anxiety, even self-righteousness. Absolutely. That's the umbrella. And all these negative subsets of fear are these things that we don't always recognize as fear. No. I'm really good because I have good language skills, right? I'm well-spoken. I'm well-read. I am well-educated. I just made a podcast on communication differences as people, and really what it was all about was people's level of articulation. And Uh, as I was saying it, I was like, I have a couple people in my life that are just (laughs) the most amazing wordsmiths, and you were one of them that popped into my head. But with that comes my ability to give myself excuses mm. and reasons as to why I'm not dealing with something. So you don't only talk well in the outside world, you talk really good inside your noggin. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can give my, you know, and I because I'm articulate, I can make it sound very valid mm-hmm. and very acceptable. Mm-hmm. So for instance, my mother died at 56. How many years breast, ago? That's 11 years ago. Okay. 56 of breast cancer. Now, five years before she was diagnosed, stage four breast cancer, she felt a lump in her breast, but was scared and didn't say anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it ultimately killed her. 
So here it is 11 years later. I have changed in the last year because everything in my life changed, right? I've changed my relationship to food and health and the idea of health. And I lost 75 pounds and I feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life. And I quit smoking and uh, all these things to, to make myself feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Health-wise. But I never got a mammogram. Never did. Mm-hmm. And I have all these reasons and excuses, valid, seemingly valid excuses mm-hmm. as to why. My time, because I'm on the road all of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm an independent artist, so I don't have insurance. So I have to come up with money or find out where that mammogram bus is. And I don't even have a doctor for them to read the results and blah, blah, blah. I can come up with all these excuses as to why. And so I never did it until I had no excuse. Where I was in a space as an independent musician in a festival in Kansas City. And they offered free 3D mammograms to musicians without insurance. Right there in the space I was going to be in. And realized at that point, I have no excuses. Mm. Oh, oh, this is fear. That's why I didn't do it. I have all these excuses and I can tell everybody why. So can I ask you how in that moment, because I think fear can become so natural, such a natural part of our psyche and way of living that we're not even aware we are afraid. So what in that moment made you realize it was fear? What sort of self-talk or awareness what sort of process did you go to the, to realize that it was actually fear? Well, most of the time, it's, I recognize um, my internal reactions. Mm. This is where you have to be soul to the bone honest with yourself. Because you're not with- answering to anyone but yourself. You're not, you know, um, you're not trying to heal anyone but yourself. So I've been practicing uh, running th- certain thoughts. through my. I notice a feeling, a somatic body feeling for me it happens in my shoulders or i feel like a sandpaper in my chest or i feel it feels like i'm being electrocuted from the inside on my in my stomach Mm -hmm. in my solar plexus Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. whether that and i can't identify it with a word define it with a word yet and oftentimes i misassign it you know because because i want to give myself excuses Mm -hmm. as to why i'm feeling this way that's not my fault that doesn't have anything to do with me. Has a, it has something to do with them or something outside of me. So I'm getting used to or practicing feeling these body feelings that I have and realizing, and ding, oh, that's something. Okay, so what do you think that is? I'm not sure. I could probably say, oh, it's because I'm mad at them or because they said something that was just Totally disrespectful or something. So you can point it outside of yourself fairly easily, but Mm -hmm. the key is learning to turn it inside. Inward. Yes. And so then I'm like, okay, where, what, what is it that's actually bothering you? What is the root of this? And it sounds so. Self-coaching? Yeah. It's like philosophical and, and you know, like. (laughs) Say that again. Philosophical. You know, know, it sounds like. It sounds so hokey sometimes because because we are inundated in a world of self-help, self-help. Well, right. we're coming into this because mm-hmm. it's something that we do need to address. Absolutely. But so this, I'll, I'll run a thought. Is it because you're tired? Because sometimes, sometimes 
I have to be att- pay attention. Did I sleep enough last night? Am I getting pissy because I didn't, I'm tired? Sure. Or because I haven't eaten lunch today and my blood sugar's low and that causes irritation? You know, it's all this filtering through mm-hmm. what's actually happening, what's really, really happening here. And so I'll, I'll, okay, is it because you're tired? And that thought runs through my head and I see what happens in my body. Nope, that's not it. Is it because you're hungry? Nope, that's not it. Is it because you just don't want to take the time to navigate down to this certain area where the bus, that mammogram bus is and, you know, no, that's not it. You're scared that you have cancer? There it is. Right there it is. You know, and I'm like, oh, man. Because what you've told me is that The truth is, I don't want to know. I don't want to have cancer. I've been told ever since my family, because cancer runs rampant in my family. she has a... Cancer, several of your family members have yeah, had breast they're cancer. they're survivors and have died. Mm-hmm. And they've, I've always heard, it's not if you get cancer, Summer. It's when you get cancer. Mm-hmm. And that scares the shit out of me. Because I watched, mm-hmm. I stood there and watched most of them die. I stood there and watched them lose their hair. And, you know, and so it's a, it's a connection that I make with their illness and myself. And I see that. It could happen to me. Mm-hmm. So when that thought goes, the, the actual, the reason why I haven't got a mammogram is because I'm scared. Because I don't want to get cancer. Because I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. It's that feels that dire inside of me. Even though I, I could go the rest of my life without cancer. That's true. Ooh, there's another re- reason that happens to me mm-hmm. when that comes up. Right. Oh, but you could go your whole life somewhere without cancer. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, but you need to get a mammogram. So what I, I want to go back just a little bit before we get too far away from it. When you talk about practicing, because in my life, I've, I've actually given myself tons of grace through all these years. I've realized that I just am practicing things. I'm doing my best in that given moment, whether it's, you know, we're practicing learning how to draw or we're practicing learning how to speak up mm-hmm. or we're practicing how to get better at Zumba mm-hmm. or we're practicing guitar, you know, and it's the same. I feel the same thing is true for when we're trying to shift our perceptions and become more aware. There is a huge practice involved with this. Can you speak mm-hmm. a little bit about mm-hmm. the practice and what that yeah. feels like or? Well, and it, the key is to remember, I'm, I'm just practicing. That's exactly it. Like I, I try me. I try Cause I, I, um, I've always been a seeker. My whole life, even as a kid, in a way that I wonder what happens when I push this button. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything's an experiment. Mm-hmm. And so, like a true scientist, when they want, they don't necess- they're not necessarily attached, emotionally attached to an outcome. Right. When they're, when they're performing an experiment. Now, they pro- maybe they hope for something. I don't know, because we're all human. But a true scientist, the ones you know, the ones you've met, like doctors who are very dry, because it's very cut and dry, you know. When a scientist is performing an experiment, they're not emotionally attached to the outcome. They just want the truth. They want to know, is this working or not? Is this affecting this or is it not? You know, statistically, what are we looking at here, right? So I try to look at my life like a scientist. Where, not that I'm not emotionally attached, because that's just not me. Right. But but remembering uh, to be kind to myself. Mm-hmm. And if I, I'll, I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be better than what I was. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. No matter how small the increments or how large the leap. Mm-hmm. I have that same thing. It's like, I don't have to be anything. I want to be. Yeah. Because yeah. And I that's like the being to... 
soul to bone honest with yourself because yes, it's not for anyone else. Right. And, and I just want to do it. And empowerment work and just, you know, the spiritual journey, I believe, is really about being honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is because we, it's so easy to make excuses and defend and, and deflect and project mm-hmm. what's going on with us onto somebody else. So you went to get your mammogram. Can you tell us about that experience and how you felt through that and anything else you want to add? Oh, yeah. So I <laughs> I sent in a request email to see if I could be one of the female musicians in this festival to be able to get a mammogram, and I was accepted. So then that's when I realized, oh, no, this is fear, because now you have no excuse. You're getting it done for free. You have plenty of time. You have plenty of uh, support. And you still don't want to do it because I was scared. Mm-hmm. And when they sent me back saying, sent me back an email saying, yeah, you have a spot. What time would be good for you? I wanted to not respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to be like, oh, I don't have any time. But I did have time. I was scared. I could feel it everywhere. I could feel I was shaking. And I got on the computer and I pulled up the email. I looked at my calendar, I looked at the times, and I sent them one screaming inside my head the whole mm. time. No, 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 you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. I know and I did it anyway. When I was a kid, when I was little, four or five, my, I, you know, I would throw, a, if, if my mom wanted to take us somewhere and I just didn't want to go, I remember this, I would throw a fit. No, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. I, don't wanna. <laughs> I was in the middle of something I thought was really important at four years old, apparently. And my mom would say, I know, I know, Summer, you do not want to go. All the while, putting my shoes on, putting my coat on, trying to get me in the car, you know, carrying me out, very gently, letting me know, I hear you. I hear you, what you're saying. You do not want to go. All the while, just gently guiding me to where I need to go anyway. And, you know, by the time we got to where we were going, I was fine, you know. So I, I apply that to myself every time I'm doing something or, or I just know that I need to do something. Even though I don't want to. Do you talk talk to little Summer? I do. I know, Summer, you do not want to go. You do not want a mammogram. I know you're scared. Come on, take my hand. And I think that's so incredibly important because I do, this is what we were talking about, is that we both do this internal dialogue with self. We encourage ourselves because I know for me, if I looked out there for somebody else to give me courage, it never happened. Mm -hmm. They didn't Mm -hmm. know what to Mm -hmm. say or if they tried, it wasn't the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I was always looking outside myself for courage and it never worked. So once I started talking to myself and encouraging myself, that's when the the true power came. That's when I really found that I was more courageous than I ever knew. Mm -hmm. And you know, well, I went and had the mammogram and they told me, if you get a letter in the mail, all is clear. If you get a call, means we found something. Well, about a week ago... Ooh, less than a week ago, I got a call. And they found an abnormality on my left breast. That was a trigger for me. When my mom was diagnosed, they found a double lump on her left breast. And so I spent some time being paralytically fearful, mm. <laughs> literally, and um, allowed myself to acknowledge the fact that I was afraid. I did not try to stop it. Oh, I did not try awesome. to, you know, because you... You gotta let it move through you. Absolutely. You can't. It is not about pushing through your fear. No. Because to push anything requires resistance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I've been also practicing with all kinds of emotions, 
Don't give it a name. Because once you give it a name, you give it a reason to stay. Don't mm-hmm. give it a definition and a reason. It gives it, a, it makes it grow. Don't push it down because it doesn't give it a way to escape. Mm-hmm. You know, just and it sit with it and let it move through you. Invite it to your table for tea mm-hmm. as a guest because eventually guests have to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Acknowledge that it's there and acknowledge that it's valid. Well, I want to add to that saying that fear is rooted in ego. The ego is fear. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is when I acknowledge my fear, I'm actually acknowledging that shadow piece of myself mm-hmm. that wants to be healed. Yes. It's my, my inner child. Yes. My little, that's what I call it, my little summer mm-hmm. that I can, I can, I want to acknowledge like my mother acknowledged me, mm-hmm. you know, I know summer, you do not want to go. So I can say, I know summer, you are scared. That's okay. It's okay. I want to sit here with you for a minute and we're going to breathe. I'm going to sit with it, allow it to be there, and it will move through me. It will move through me. And all the while, I'm doing what I need to do. All the while, I'm, I'm looking up Valley Radiologists. I'm looking up Truman Breast Center in Kansas City because that's where I had it done. I'm looking up all these things to try to figure out my next step because I know if I break it down, the next thing I need to do is an ultrasound. That's what the doctor said. Next thing we do, ultrasound. Okay. All the while, blah, screaming, screaming, scared, screaming, scared yeah. shitless, and correct. shaking at my computer right. and doing it anyway. anyway, because it's the right thing to do. Now, also as a child, like we were lived in a house where my dad ruled by fear. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the disciplinarian. My mom, all she had to do when we weren't complying, all she had to do was say, "You just wait till your father gets home," and we just like straighten up. We'd mm-hmm. stop what we were doing automatically mm-hmm. because my dad was the disciplinarian. And we could tell by the gate in his walk mm-hmm. across the yard if we were going to get a hug or a <laughs> knuckle in the middle of our noggin, right? We knew. And so we wanted to do the right thing. We wanted to, to do what was right, but we didn't always know why. We did not automatically know to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. We did the right thing because we were afraid of the consequences, right. Right, And so now I'm learning also, in with this, there's so many layers and facets. Mm-hmm. When you start looking at yourself, when you start healing yourself, I'm going to do the right thing for myself because it's the right thing to do. Not because, or not avoid it because I'm scared. Or not do, doing it because I'm afraid of the consequences. Like I, I had to really, really sit down and be like, you're not going to get an, you're scared. And you're going to go get this ultrasound anyway. But you have to be aware that you're not going to get this ultrasound because... You're afraid of the consequences if you don't. You're doing it so you can get the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and the so, truth is easier to handle yeah. than And once you knowing. get on the other side of that fear, once I step on the, once I do it anyway, and I'm like, whoo, I did it anyway, then what's waiting for me on the other side is my own power. Mm. When I take responsibility for my own well-being, I am standing in my power. And that's something we don't recognize all the time okay because we want to blame we do a lot of blame shifting Mm -hmm. we do a lot of shame and blame that's what happens Mm -hmm. the world comes at me the world came at me and it cut me across the chest right i have this laceration Mm. but i don't do anything about it because i'm afraid and so now i have this laceration on my chest and it sits there and it festers and it gets infected and then it infects me on the inside. Right. Right? 
a wound that is not my fault, but my responsibility to heal. Because the world came at me, cut me across the chest, I let it fester, get infected, not my fault, but my responsibility to heal. So it's like going to the doctor and saying, look, look at this laceration I have. And the doctor says, ooh, yeah, that's, that's red, and it's angry, and it's, that's infected, but I have exactly what you need. Okay, we got these big gun antibiotics. It's going to take care of that. So I'm going to write a res- prescription for him. <laughs> the guy next to you in the next right. room. Or the one who you think caused the mm. laceration. Ooh, that's so good. So, not my fault, but my responsibility to heal. And when I take that step... When I do that for myself, then I'm standing in my power. And at that point, really, all I have to do is choose. So being that we're on a little bit of a time restraint right now, I want to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. I know that this was just so incredibly powerful for everybody that's going to listen to this. Especially, I just love listening to you. I'm mesmerized. We're staring (laughs) into each other's eyes. (laughs) We're just like, oh. Anyway, so if you could sum it up just for clarity purposes like maybe some like three steps that our listeners could take to when they know that they're absolutely frozen or, or fearful, whether they're mm-hmm. fighting, flighting, or, or frozen, and what they could do to feel the fear and do what they need to do anyway. Okay. Let me think. First step, notice your physical cues. Notice the somatic feelings in your body when something comes up. That's, you can start practicing that. That's the first thing you start practicing. You don't have to know exactly what to do with it right away. Just know that it, just recognize it when it happens, right? So notice your physical cues. Allow it to be there, knowing that it's telling you something. This is something that needs to be addressed. This is something that needs to find the root so you can heal it, right? The roots are where the growing begins. And then figure out your next step. Just the very next step. You don't have to see the whole picture right Mm -hmm. away. It's like you have a little flashlight in front of you. You only see the first two or three steps. That's okay. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. So you figure out the first, the next, the very next step. The very next right thing to do. And then you do it. Mm. No matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter the fear. No matter the hesitation or what you would call denial or the excuses or reasons you give yourself not to. Because there will be a point when you come, when you get centered And you know the next right thing to do. Right. I want to speak to that a little bit. I think a lot of us feel like the the fear is going to hurt us. Yeah. And when we know that it's not the fear that's going to hurt us, what's going to really hurt us at the end is what we decide to do with the fear. Exactly. Whether it's not speaking up in a relationship, whether it's not getting a mammogram, like you said, or whether it's... I'll tell you what, that's the one thing that actually did make me recognize my fear and do it anyway was when I realized my mother found a lump five years prior to being diagnosed stage four breast cancer and she was afraid and she stood alone in her fear Mm -hmm. and it killed her Mm. and so that promoted that was where I started looking at my fear and doing it anyway because she stood alone in her fear and it killed her and I can't do that Thank you so much for being here, Summer. I love chatting with you. If it's over coffee, on a walk, on the phone, texting, 
Facebook, book of the face, <laughs> as you call it. The book of or, face. But, we, you know, to some we're going to have some really amazing conversations. And we're, we, should, we should have a microphone following, around, following we, us around we, everywhere. <laughs> we've made some videos that are pretty funny. Goat's, <laughs> milk, goat's milk chapstick. You guys can oh, look, yeah. you guys can look that up somewhere. Milk chapstick. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, Summer. Oh, thank I super you. appreciate it. And I, maybe we can squeeze another one in before you Oh, we you can. Leave. We, totally we can. will see. We will see how that goes because we got we both got a lot going on. But thank you again. And thank you, everybody, for being here. I absolutely love the listeners of this podcast. You guys are such an amazing crew. And if you would like to learn more about Summer Osborne or listen to her music or her talks, you have a TED Talk coming up. Yeah, I have a TEDx talk in oh, Overland Park, Kansas which is just in November. Like, you know, your biggest fan over here is like, F yeah, <laughs> can't wait for that. If you guys would like to know more about Summer Osborne or to follow her, you can find her, like I said, on her website, www.summerosborne with an E. Osborne mm-hmm. has an E at the end, dot com, or look her up on YouTube. You can put my name in the Google machine. Oh, it, it, on it, all it, the things pop, pop up. Her name Googles very easily. She'll probably be the first one up there. So thank you again, Summer. And until next time, everybody, remember, you matter. You always have. You're damn right you do. <laughs>